Knox was recently acquitted on slander charges brought by seven Perugia police officers who she claimed yelled, slapped at her and threatened her during interrogations in November 2007 after her housemate Meredith Kircher had been found murdered in their shared apartment. The seven police officers had expected to be awarded €16,300 each. We made reference to Amanda Knox's interrogations in our last episode about the documentary Making a Murderer, where we talked about the interrogatory techniques that bring about false confessions. That Amanda Knox was coerced into so-called fingering her employer, Patrick Lumumba, by these coercive methods is in little doubt. But the charge for that supposed slander has never been dropped. Indeed, it's been used to justify her four years of false imprisonment, conveniently substituting a wrongful murder sentence with a supposedly justified sentence for falsely implicating another person. Whereas Raffaele Sollecito is still considering suing the Perugia authorities for his wrongful conviction, Amanda Knox, at least, has been impeded from doing so by this adept little slate of hand. In this episode, we're going to focus not on the threatening tone of the interrogations, but on the other important element that laid the groundwork for Patrick Lumumba being dragged into the initial, fantastical stages of the investigation, and that gave the police an immediate named and convenient person towards whom to push Amanda Knox into implicating. The threats and coercion were coupled with some adroit and, dare I say, disingenuous misinterpretation and contextualizing of the words of a simple text message. We're going to break down that text message so that non-Italian speakers can understand exactly how the Perugia police used Amanda Knox's own words against her to build up to that supposed pointing of the finger in the direction of Patrick Lumumba. It was the Perugia police who decided to misconstrue the message in that fateful text, aided and abetted by their obligingly incompetent staff interpreter, Anna Donnino. There are many ways blunders and consequent misunderstandings can occur when translating across two languages. This is certainly the case between English and Italian, especially around emotive vocabulary. For example, unskilled Italian speakers often translate erroneously the English word nervous into nervoso, which actually means irritable, therefore giving the wrong impression to Italians that someone was touchy and snappy rather than lacking in confidence or anxious. Indeed, the correct word would be ansioso. The word discussione in Italian means an argumentative, even hostile conversation, a negative emotional nuance that the English word discussion simply doesn't have, unless qualified by accompanying descriptive adjectives such as heated or tense. A native English speaker might be trying to convey that an amicable chat took place, while inadvertently telling Italian listeners that she had a big row with someone. These are just a couple of examples that demonstrate how direct or unskilled translation between English and Italian can completely change the meaning of what's intended and therefore lead to gross misunderstandings or convenient mistranslations. 
The story contained in two verbali, written statements, that Amanda Knox signed in the early morning hours of November 6, 2007, at the state police headquarters in Perugia, derives from incorrect assumptions made about one single text message that Amanda Knox sent to Dia Patrick Lumumba, her boss at her part-time bar job, on the night of November 1, 2007. The night Meredith Kircher was murdered in the flat she and Knox shared with two Italian girls. The message was in response to a text that Lumumba had sent, telling Knox that she didn't have to come to work that night after all because business was slow. The text message Knox sent Lumumba in reply that night represents the kickoff to what was to be a toxically creative investigatory and prosecutory case-building process. By examining its simple but crucial content and the way its meaning was distorted, were given just a taster of how, during the following years, police and state continued to turn so much banal, innocuous and meaningless information into significant and coded communications and actions loaded with sinister intent. Though the exact premise gleaned from the text was abandoned within weeks, when alibi and DNA evidence indicated that the presumed event just hadn't happened in the way imagined, it nevertheless served, with some strategic adjustment of orientation to still implicate Knox, as the fixing linchpin from which the police and prosecution's case against Amanda Knox and Raffaele Sollecito marauded its way forward on increasingly tortuous paths. The use of the text message by the police and prosecution gives us an indication of how, catalyzed by a specific purposeful agenda, innocent facts can be transformed into a complicated and fantastical fabrication, and how combined with aggressive questioning and sleep deprivation, someone can be sent spiraling into the depths of confabulation. With that friendly and easygoing text message Amanda Knox sent dear Patrick Lumumba one chilly autumn evening, sent in relief and delight at not having to work that night, she inadvertently launched a saga of more than eight years of anguish and despair. This is what Amanda Knox said in the SMS she sent Patrick Lumumba. OK, ci vediamo più tardi. Buona serata. This message contains three components. OK, ci vediamo più tardi. Buona serata. And each element can be translated individually and literally out of any context. There is a comma or full stop missing after tardi, which means late, before the final buona serata, good night but this doesn't interfere with the identification of the three separate phrases. First we have OK, which does have a full stop after it. Then, ci vediamo più tardi. And the final part of the message, which is a phrase unto itself, buona serata. OK, I got your message, I understand. I'll do as you ask, as in not come to work. That's clear, right? Ci vediamo più tardi. Literally translated, this means we will see each other later. Ci vediamo, we will see each other. In Italian, later is composed of più, which means more, and tardi, late. 
What Amanda is trying to say here is, see you later, which as any native English speaker knows doesn't necessarily refer to any planned meeting. It's just a casual, friendly way of ending an encounter or conversation. Unfortunately, in Italian, it doesn't quite have the same off-the-cuff feel to it. But any interpreter worth their salt, and certainly one who's employed in the criminal justice system, should know the difference and have the integrity to convey these different nuances to the people who rely on them. Buona serata. Good evening. This is the literal meaning of the two words, but as an independent phrase without a preamble of we had a or was it a, it's a parting colloquialism, meaning good night, our meeting, conversation has ended and I hope you have a good evening, whatever you're doing tonight. It is this final phrase, buona serata, that gives meaning to the whole. And this is important because the first part on its own, okay, we'll see each other later, is ambiguous from an Italian perspective. Without buona serata, an unskilled Italian translator who has little cultural understanding of the English language might understand that a meeting had already been discussed before the text exchange, and this is just confirmation that it will now go ahead as planned. But the addition of buona serata as the final remark puts the preceding phrases into a clear and unambiguous context for any Italian reading it especially when they know that the sender is foreign and might not have a precise command of the Italian language. Anyone who speaks both English and Italian can see that the English native speaker writer has made an understandable mistake of translation. She's translated from the English a paraphrase of See you later. A word-for-word translation would be Ti vedo più tardi, but it's warmer and more colloquial to use the reflexive form that means we'll see each other later which Knox had picked up on, and therefore used in the text. Though in English, see you later can mean either confirmation of a plan to meet, or simply an amiable goodbye, depending on the context. In Italian, without additional qualifiers, ci vediamo più tardi means only that a meeting is planned. However, even given the error, the addition of buona serata makes it undeniably obvious to any reader who understands Italian that Amanda Knox meant... Okay, I won't come in tonight then. See you later, whenever. And you have a good evening, that I won't be part of. It would have been well within Amanda Knox's linguistic capabilities to use the correct forms in order to convey the meaning, yes, I will meet you later, as planned. Instead of starting with okay, the SMS would likely have begun with allora, so, then, which is more indicative of an upcoming consequence than just okay. The ci vediamo più tardi would still hold, but instead of buona serata, which definitively ends the communication for the rest of the evening, she would have probably written the confirmation seeking va bene. Literally, va bene means, does that go well? But it's like saying, okay, right? As in, so now circumstances have changed, we can meet later, right? That much Knox would no doubt have learned by then, as these simple terms are so ubiquitously used in colloquial Italian communications about plans and to indicate agreement. The text would have gone along these lines. Allora, ci vediamo più tardi, va bene? So, we can meet later then, right? As in, now circumstances have changed and I don't have to come to work, we can do what we were planning, right? No such confirmers or inquiring words are used. 
That should have struck the interpreter as incongruous for an ostensible meeting that had come about so last minute. A person as yet so insecure in the language, as Knox would have been at that time, would have been seeking to make sure that she'd understood correctly the details of the planned get-together. The difference between these two communications is so vast, yet would have been so simple for Knox to have made, had the police-chosen meaning actually been her intention, that no honest interpreter could have overlooked it. Any Italian interpreter who says that they understand the whole text message as meaning that a meeting between Knox and Lumumba was definitely planned is either utterly incompetent or is being disingenuously obtuse. And such supposed miscomprehension can only come from a desire to manipulate the content for some particular purpose. One can only therefore deduce that the police knowingly distorted the meaning of this single throwaway text message to mean that Knox and Lumumba had a secret meeting planned by choosing to ignore the contextualizing phrase Buona Serata. They were aided and abetted by dubiously intentioned interpreter Anna Donnino, who would have understood full well exactly what Amanda Knox meant and the linguistic reason she had written the text in the way she had. But apparently she chose to neglect to share her linguistic expertise with the police officers, who were so intent on ascribing another meaning to the text altogether. Had Signora Donnino conducted her duty in a responsible and ethical manner, she would have poured extinguishing water on the police's speculation that Knox had had any intention of meeting with Lumumba on the night of November 1st, and presumably on their subsequent forceful insistence that she admit to the idea that Lumumba had killed Meredith Kircher and that she had been there to witness it. Where the investigation might have gone instead, one can only speculate but it seems that much of the police's negative interest in Knox's supposedly unconventional reactions to the stress of her flatmate being murdered during the days leading to her arrest was predicated on the meaning of that text message. Certainly, the slander accusation for citing Lumumba as the murderer would have been much more difficult to manipulate. I say it again. If interpreter Anna Donino, who was employed by the Perugia Police Department, had been either less incompetent or more ethical, she would have insisted that the we'll meet later component of the SMS was a clumsy mistranslation on Knox's part, and that it was in any case entirely unsupported by that buona serata. The fact that Knox ends the text message with buona serata a phrase that only means have a good evening when used in parting, and which you would have learned unambiguously and only in that context, is conveniently swept aside. You see, it just doesn't jive with the premise that Knox met up with Patrick Lumumba. It is irrefutably, see ya and have a good night. How on earth could Anna Donnino have failed to explain the mistranslation directly from the English of the first part that this last phrase exposed? I suggest that one word answers that curious question. Complicity. But then, when one's paycheck is in the mix, one tends to give one's employers what they want. 
n'est-ce pas? Forse, perhaps. Ci vediamo. Forse più tardi. Buona serata. You have been listening to Routing Out, conceived, written and presented by Zoe Padovinik. Join us next time on Routing Out.